Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Everyone keeps asking when Russia is going to launch the cyber war. It's been more than three months since Putin invaded Ukraine, but the digital destruction that experts promised seems to be missing. Or is it? Software giants like Microsoft might have the answer. NPR cybersecurity correspondent Jenna McLaughlin went to Seattle to find out. Tom Burt says there's absolutely a cyber war going on in Ukraine right now. If you are Ukrainian, this has been a relentless, unending cyber war that has been launched in correspondence with the physical war in what is clearly the world's first major hybrid war. I spoke to Burt inside Microsoft's Digital Crimes Unit, part of a sprawling tech metropolis surrounded by woods and mountains just east of downtown Seattle. On the wall, he had a massive map of Ukraine to show us where the cyber attacks are happening. So we're just looking at a map of Ukraine. Um, and Bert leads a team of analysts who work with the sleuths in the digital crimes unit. In a quiet room humming with servers, he tells us about a fresh wave of attacks that they haven't spoken about publicly before. We've seen a number of cyber attacks going targeting specifically railways. And at the same time, there have been bombing attacks on railways. As the war drags on, Russia's targeting transportation so Ukrainians can't move vital supplies. But this is just the latest of a series of attacks that date back to even months before the Russian invasion. So in February, as the forces were marshalling on the border of Ukraine, we had seen a number of cyber events already. In January, we saw destructive attacks against a number of Ukrainian government agencies. In a cyber war, it's often private companies that have the most insight into what's happening, even more than the U.S. government. Microsoft isn't the only game in town, but pretty much everybody has at least one Microsoft product running on their phone or computer. We receive every day 24 trillion signals that come in from our environment. The night of February 24th, the world watched in horror as Russian President Vladimir Putin announced a special military operation in a pre-recorded address. For most, that marked the beginning of a full-scale invasion. But from our viewpoint, it really started February 23rd, about 10 hours before um, the missiles were launched and the tanks rolled across the border. There was a huge wiper attack across 300 different systems in government agencies and private sector companies in Ukraine. A wiper attack is designed to literally wipe away all the data. While Bert says his team can't be sure Russian hackers are coordinating their attacks directly with the soldiers in the tanks, there has been a lot of overlap between physical and cyber attacks. So you might see, for example, espionage attacks into government agencies in a particular town just before that town is hit by missiles. The goal is to damage important public institutions and their ability to function. That includes the media, too. And so they bombed um, you know, radio towers. They physically invaded and seized media companies. And at the same time, they were engaged in cyber attacks on media companies. The attacks have been relentless. But it's not all bad news. They've been attacked by the Russians for so many years. And the work that they've done to be resilient has really paid off. It's enabled them to be fast, to be able to defend well, and to be able to recover when they are attacked. Bert's team is facing challenges they've never seen before. 
One instance in particular jumps to mind when his team was trying to alert one Ukrainian company about a cyber attack. And we got a response back that was, yes, but we can't do anything with it right now. There's tanks outside the gates. Tom Bird is aware that sitting here in Seattle, he is far away from the front lines, even as his team works constantly to battle Russian cyber attacks. We're back here in the United States where we're safe. Our families are not at risk. We're not personally at risk, but the Ukrainians are. There are tanks and there's missiles and there's guns. They're doing everything they can to help, says Bert, but they're not the ones in the trenches. Jenna McLaughlin, NPR News, Seattle, Washington. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. On this week's episode of Wild Card, comedian Bowen Yang says you don't have to feel bad for falling short on mindfulness. I get in my own way by, like, over-privileging the present. That's so interesting because everyone wants to be in the present. I feel like being present is overrated. I'm Rachel Martin. Join us for NPR's Wild Card podcast, the game where cards control the conversation.